How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. And hello, it's me, Dr. Love. How's everyone going today? So I was just looking at like all the podcasts that we've put online and can you believe we're already up to episode, like we've done 18 episodes. So like this is the 19th episode. Like, isn't it insane? I can't believe how quickly that's gone. So that's almost like four months of podcasting. And I remember started podcasting, I was a little bit freaked out and I was like, oh my God, I want to do it, but I don't, I don't know how to do it. It feels weird. I'm talking to myself in a microphone and no one's here to have a conversation with me. And it was all this whole new sort of area of my life. And I guess thanks to radio, because obviously radio is very similar that you're actually in the studio without an audience, physically present, but obviously listening. And I just, you know, went back and reflected, obviously coming into the new year. And it was like, you know, what have I done this year? And it's bloody four months of podcasting. How about that? So pat on the back, Dr. Love, for showing up and being consistent in showing up. So round of applause. Thank you, everyone. Yay. Okay. So now I've had that little spiel. I think what I wanted to talk about today is that I'm sick of scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and it's, you know, people complaining or talking about, you know, being single or can't find the right person or when I date, it's always the wrong type of person. So I thought, how could I be helpful around these topics. And I thought what I'll do today is talk about the type of people you can avoid dating and why that is the case. And that might help you out when you're actually in the dating game. So five type of people that you should avoid when you're out there single trying to become coupled with someone. Okay. And I get it. When it comes to dating and finding the right partner, it's really hard to tell who's going to be worth your time and who's really going to end up breaking your heart. And it's freaky, especially if you don't date very much or especially if you've been hurt in the past. So, you know, if you're going to ignore the red flags and get hurt by these people again and again, maybe it's time to look at why you fall for them in the first place. Yeah. So why is it that you keep falling for the people that break your heart? rather than trying something new. So you can stop getting your heart broken if you actually know what's going on and you have a better chance of probably finding your match by trying to avoid these type of people when you notice the first signs of trouble. So let's talk about them. Let's make them pretty transparent and let's put them out there so that then when you see them, it's like, oh my God, that, that that's a red flag or I need to be careful here. I'm going to tread very carefully around this. So not only are, you know, these five type of people hard to date, they're also a very big waste of your time. And unfortunately in dating, well, in most things, but dating, timing is everything. You don't want to waste your time, especially if you're ready to settle down and you're actually looking for the one or I don't even know if I like the word the one, but if you're looking for a person, a significant other to share some of or most of your life with, you don't have time to waste. You've probably wasted enough time. And I know you've got to kiss a few frogs before you get to your prince or your princess or whatever it is, but let's try and, I guess, alleviate the amount of time we spend there, more time than we have to in a place of hardship, right? So let's look at these types. What would they be? These are people we need to avoid dating at all costs. Okay. And there's five of them. The first one is the high roller. The second one is the doer. The third one is the player. We all know one of those. Even the fourth one, the non-committed. 
this is an issue for a lot of women, uh, some men that people are just not willing to commit. And the fifth one is the talker, all talk, no action type. So let's talk about the high roller. What is that? They work hard and they play even harder. So if you have a high roller or have a habit of going out with a high roller, this is someone who attracts you with their flash, their fame, their fortune, but it really is just that. There is all flash and no substance. And I spoke to a woman a few months ago, I think it was at the end of an event I had in Sydney, and she said to me, I don't know what it is, but I keep attracting or I'm attracted to men of status, fame, fortune, celebrity type of men. And she really did have this addiction to dating the high roller. She really liked the all flash, but what happened? It didn't matter how many high rollers she dated, they had no substance and she was always left feeling lonely at the end of it. And it was, you know, a fast and hard rule. They got in there, they, you know, had a really epic short relationship experience, but she was left feeling lonely. So this is what happens here. They love to show off all their latest purchases, whether it's a, you know, a sparkling new car or new expensive shoes or taking you to like the best restaurant ever. And you really feel like you're royalty. You feel so special. You feel cared for. You feel like you're being spoilt like this princess or queen or whatever you want to call it. But you have to be really careful because when people are willing to spend big like that on you immediately and quite flashy, sometimes, not all the time, but you know, most of the times in my experience, it's been a cover for their identity, whoever they are in a fancy suit. And they're normally hiding something beneath the surface, whether it's a personality trait, whether it's a wife, whether it's a husband, whether it's, you know, something in the closet that if you did know that about them prior to dating, you probably wouldn't have dated them. And they don't want you to know about any of these unfavorable characteristics or dirty secrets until you're invested in them. And when you're invested in the relationship, you start to, you know, be committed a little bit more and you almost become a bit stuck. And this is when you start to see the the layers peel back. So I would say if you are continually dating the high roller or attract them or only find yourself being with them, you need to probably take a step back and don't trust them completely yet until you have the full story. Not all high rollers are the same and there is an exception to the rule, but most high rollers are that. And you have to think of it, look at it like as if, you know, you're gambling in a casino. A lot of them take risks, very expensive risks. And it doesn't mean just with money, risks with relationships, friendships, money, property, family, they take risks. So I would suggest that maybe stay cautious until you have the full complete story of who this person is, you know what's going on, you know what's going on underneath, peeling back the layers, what's the past like, if there's any skeletons in the closet and then decide, okay, he's a high roller or she's a high roller, I get it, there's the ups and the downs, but that's I'm willing to stay for the ride. Okay, so then you make that decision. The second one we spoke about was the doer. And these are the people that take risks like it's just second nature. They often do things before they think about them or think about the consequences of their actions. And this is something that later on bites them in the butt. 
So they can be involved in, you know, with the wrong kind of people or take on dangerous tasks and activities. And they actually bring you along for the ride without even thinking about the impact it has on you and your safety. So they just expect for you to be around no matter what risk they're taking. So they gamble with a lot a lot in their lives, including, I guess, their own life because of the risks they take and the people they associate with. And initially, you're probably attracted to this type of guy, so the doer type of guy, because they seem a lot of fun to be around and they're so unpredictable. You're like, oh my God, you're so random, but you love it. But unfortunately, real relationships are not built on uncertainty. Real, true, long-lasting relationships are built on certainty, right? Stability, security, honesty. They're all keys to a relationship success. So what will happen is that you're not going to find this with the doer because in the doer's world, it's unpredictable. And you will get exhausted in this world is that, you know, sometimes it's calm and sometimes there's a bloody storm and sometimes it's all together wrapped in one and you don't even know what you're doing or experiencing. But they will expect you to be there through thick and thin, which is fair enough. But unfortunately, the thick stuff and the thin stuff that they're taking you on a ride for comes at a risk. So it's a bit selfish. This type of person's a bit selfish in a relationship. So probably pick yourself up if you find that you are continually in a pattern dating a doer. And you can see normally in the beginning of the relationship when they're taking the risks to do something, it could be anything, and they are not aware of the consequences or they don't even care about the consequences, but they deal with the consequence later, their actions later on. This is a really good window of opportunity to say, oh my God, if he can do this or she can do this at this time, at this particular moment about this subject or topic, I wonder where else they can do this. I wonder where else I'm going to see this in the relationship. So let it be a red flag. The third person that you could or should avoid is the player. We bloody hate the players or we hate to love them. We love them and we hate them at the same time. You know what I mean. But the player is oh so charming. And how charming can they be? We've all been sucked in by one of these people. The player might not seem like a player at first. They never do. They don't show up as a player, right? They show up as they're oozing and swooning over you and they only have eyes for you. But you'll soon realize they have probably multiple partners at their beck and call who are probably just like you. So you're really not that special person that you thought you were. They are also a massive flirt. And unfortunately, what you're attracted to is obviously not their flirting, but you're attracted to their confidence. They're bloody confident. Put them in a room and they'll work it. But they're experts in knowing how to make you feel which means when they're in the room with you, they can make you feel like you are the only person in the room for them. They only have eyes for you. And that feels bloody good. You know, when they're looking at you and you think, oh my God, he's so into me and he's only got eyes for me and he's saying all the right things. You're like, God, where did I find this guy? And it sort of happens really quickly. Yeah. But unfortunately, this is the type of person that that's a real heartbreaker because they actually deceive you throughout not only the initial stages of the relationship, but the whole relationship. And mostly, uh, most of your friends and parents won't really like them. So they can almost see past him or her, and they can tell the true intentions of this person. 
they can see that they're not as genuine as you think they are. But because you're all caught up in it, you don't notice what they're noticing. And I see a lot of family relationships and friendships break up and become strained over letting this person into your life because everyone's trying to protect you. You're like, no, he's great or she's great. And you literally push those people away and become isolated with this person who is a player. Okay. Maybe what you need to do is when you're seeing that life of the party, the guy or the girl that's come up to you and made you feel like, you know, you're the only person in the room is forget them. Forget the player and probably be ahead of the game, okay? Because eventually they're going to wind up alone anyway, but so will you. And you'll be miserable thanks to them if you allow them in your life. So I would suggest that, hey, let them play their own game. You be ahead of them. Let them be lonely and miserable thanks to their own destructive antics, right? Let it be their problem. I know that people get in these situations and it's hindsight, right? They look back and they go, oh my God, what was I thinking? I didn't see it. But if you can notice some of the little things in the beginning of the relationship or when you are meeting each other, please take note. Let's be aware of what's going on and how we feel. Even if you get that inkling, that intuition in your belly saying, "Mm, I'm not sure, just listen to it. Just listen. It doesn't have to be, you know, the truth. It doesn't have to be 100% what is going on, but just listen to what's going on and feel what's going on for you when you're with this person. The other one is, oh, we spoke about was the non-committed. So those people that classic commitment phobe people, yeah? Someone who you feel like you've got a relationship with, but only on their terms, someone that you think you have a relationship with, but you don't because they're not, they're never around. Or someone you've had a relationship with a very long time and you're still waiting for some type of formality. Yeah. And, you know, a relationship success is based on both partners contributing and committing to each other without tipping those scales of power. So for the non-committed people, they don't really want to define their relationships with labels. They don't want to be married. They don't want a girlfriend. They don't want a partner. They don't want a de facto partner. They just want to be with someone, yeah? They like to keep their options open but have the security of a partner whenever they feel like it. So essentially, they'll use you as they need, but when you want them to come to like a family event or do something on your terms, they actually have every excuse in the book not to come. So if you're wondering why he or your partner, he or she doesn't want to come with you to, you know, Arnie Jones Christmas party or come with you to a work function and they always have an excuse as to why they can't make it, maybe you need to think about, is this person committed to the relation? Is this person committed to me? Do they not actually want to look like they're with someone? Do they not want to look like they're an item? And unfortunately, what will happen is that the relationship won't last with them in the long run anyway, because they're not committed. And eventually you'll get sick of them and go, you know what, I can't wait around forever for you to commit to me. But unfortunately, they're not going to commit probably to anyone. And if they do, it would be half-assed commitment. And if you're willing to stick around for that, then go for it. But you will be very unhappy. So I'd say cut your losses early, girlfriend, and let him run into the wind. So no non-committed, right? No commitment phobes to enter your love territory and figure that out very quickly, please. The quicker, the better. The other one is the talker. 
you know, they're all talk and no action types. Yes, those ones we're talking about. These type of people aren't amounting to much in life, but have reeled you in by talking about their hopes and dreams in life. They're always thinking about one day. They're always talking about, oh, how I would, I can't wait to have this. I can't wait to do this, or this is what I'm working towards. But unfortunately, what's happened they're always talking about this one day that actually never comes. And they really talk a lot, but don't take any right steps in life to make any of those one day things happen. They really love the idea of what the result will feel like and look like, you know, what their dreams will mean, but they never execute. And they you know, don't really intend to execute, even though they think their intention might be, they will just create another, oh, one day I'm going to do this scenario if they don't meet the expectation of their other one day scenario. Does that make sense? I, I don't know. I hope I'm not confusing you guys. But what I want to say is that the talker will not be able to deliver what they're promising you at the end of the day. So if you're with someone or you constantly date people that, you know, talk a lot, And some people find that really attractive. They like really good conversation. These people have great conversation. But the thing is that you'll get sick of listening to them because there's no action. There's nothing that comes from their words. It's pure verbal diarrhea. Boring, boring, boring. So the talker, be very, very curious and be very aware of how much do they talk and how much of their life mimics what they're saying. Can you see any parts in their life around them achieving, them getting to their goals, them developing whatever they're talking about? Do you see evidence of that? And that's what I want you to think about and I want you to take note of. So they're probably the five top ones that come up the most. So the high roller, the doer, the player, the non-committed and the talker. So I want you to be careful for all five of them. You know, I want you to think generally in a relationship, right? If someone is lazy in their life, they are normally also lazy in their relationships, okay? Laziness can be transferred, right? It's a transference of behavior into all areas of their life. So if someone, you know, works random jobs, can't be committed to their work all the time, up and down, loves probably just, you know, doing easygoing gigs or casual part-time work, Normally, their career is a reflection also of how they do relationships because if they can do that in their career and they don't really have a sense of commitment, well, they're going to struggle to have a sense of commitment in their relationship as well. So you might as well try and stay away from those type of people as well. What happens though is that we might see these people, you know, maybe the lazy person and he or she's had a really hard time, a breakup, a second divorce, lost the kids, whatever it is, and they've become lazy because of life circumstances. And then what happens? We feel like, oh my God, they're such a great person. I just need to help them. And we try and stay with them and motivate them into chasing all of those dreams that they want. But it's likely that their drive to be the best version of themselves won't come at all. So you're wasting your time and energy. So I'd say if they're lazy in life, they'll be lazy in relationships, say goodbye. If they're erratic with work and jobs and consistently change and don't show commitment, don't date them. I would say that you will be in a position to help and save these people 
and help drive them to be the best person that it can at the expense of your energy and your mental health and your well-being. So it would be better off for you not to go there in the first place and just look after yourself until someone a little bit healthier comes along. And the way you can have someone healthier come along is to avoid those people. So I hope that's been very helpful. This was a DM topic that came through. One of our listeners said, hey, have you got some tips around how I can avoid dating particular people? Because I just seem to find all the dickheads. And I thought I'd put this together. So to that listener, I hope that's been helpful. To the rest of you, enjoy. Get to me with questions and any queries that you got. And until next week, see you guys. This is Dr. Love. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.